Alexia wants to know all about the representations and warranties that protect buyers against the actions of past business owners when they buy a business. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. All right, so let me read Alexia's question. She, she was watching the video I'd made about asset versus share purchases and left this question in the comments. Um, hi, David. Great content. I am interested in finding out about the warranty indemnifying new owners from past owners' actions. Okay. <clears throat> so when you buy a business, whether it's a share or an asset deal, the attorney that you have involved in the deal is likely going to require or put together as part of the paperwork this thing called the representations and warranties, where the business seller is basically saying, you know, I swear to this, that, and the other thing about the business. Okay. So this is, this is true. This is, you know, the condition, this is the state of things, etc. Now, um, if you buy a business and you pay for it on closing day, what we call a cash deal, whether or not it's all your money or not, you might've borrowed some from the bank, but if you pay the seller, um, everything, and then it turns out that, one of these representations or warranties is incorrect. Um, what does that mean? Because the attorneys will talk about the contract and they'll say, we, we need the seller to sign this so that it protects you from X. Well, it doesn't really. What, what a contract is, is words on paper, right? And so to really be protected, you need to have a couple of things. And the first thing that I would argue you need is an actual good working respectful relationship between the buyer and the seller, right? They, they have to get along so that if there's any kind of problem after the deal goes through, you can go and talk with the seller and point out the problem and reasonable people doing reasonable things will come up with a reasonable solution, right? Because in most of these small business deals, I mean, we're talking about businesses that sell for like, hundreds of thousands of dollars or a couple million bucks. And the problems that might creep up after a transaction, relatively speaking to those purchase prices, may be in the tens of thousands of dollars of value as far as what you know the problem is. Well, what are you gonna do? Sue someone? You're gonna sue someone for 10 grand, right? Like the cost of seeking a legal solution is huge. So is the contract really the protection? Well, I said the first thing you need is a good relationship. The second thing that you need is a mechanism for offsetting losses as a result of a problem like this, right? And that is the seller note. So when I work with clients, like if you take my online course, Business Buyer Advantage, over at businessbuyeradvantage.com, I talk about deal structure and how deal structure is critical in protecting the interests of the buyer. Because what we want to have is we want to have a seller note with a clause that says this note is subject to offset in the case of 
material misrepresentations, undisclosed or undiscovered liens or liabilities, however the language goes. And so what does that mean? It means if the seller tells you something and then later it turns out it's untrue, well, then now you have a mechanism. You can say, I've been damaged by what you told me. You misrepresented something. And so, you know, my damage is, uh, you know, it cost me 10 grand. The seller note I'm paying you $1,000 a month on, I'm going to I'm going to not give you the next 10 payments, right? Now, it's up to the seller to sue you if they want the money, right? And then they have to prove that you owe it to them. And NCC, how things have changed, right? So the mechanism is the critical thing, is and, and in having the seller understand the mechanism. And this is why I often say to people, if, if a seller won't do seller financing, it's because of one of a couple of reasons. Number one, they know that they're not being honest about something. They're trying to conceal something. They don't want to be held accountable for something. Number two, they don't have any faith in you. So they know that if they do some seller financing, they're going to be reliant upon you being successful and they don't think you can do it. So if I wouldn't trust you with a loan, I'm not going to make the loan. There, you know, there's a number two reason why people won't do seller financing. Or number three, just pure ignorance. People just don't know that this is a normal condition of a business transaction. And I had a comment the other day about business brokers, you know, um, having the sellers be aware that they have to do like a really small seller note. That's not helpful. We want a meaty seller note that actually relates to what's being purchased in the business. And I've done other videos before about, you know, what, what that percentage or ratio or requirement really ought to be. And it relates to the value of what you're being, of what you're buying in the business. So representations or warranties are great, but let me give you a couple of examples of some things that I've seen happen and deals that I've worked on. So number one, there was a pizzeria and the seller insisted that there was a certain level of you know, undeclared cash revenue and the buyer accepted that, but there was a huge seller note, like 40% of the deal. And it was subject to offset very quickly in the first few months after the buyer took over, they realized that the sales level was not at the level that the seller had claimed. And so they simply sent a letter saying you lied to us about the undeclared cash revenue and we're not paying you anymore. So what did that mean for the buyer? Well, it meant that they didn't get the business that they thought they were getting. It also meant that they didn't pay the price anywhere close to the price that they had agreed to pay. So the fact that the business was misrepresented was offset by the fact that they didn't end up paying the full price. Okay. Another situation, this was <clears throat> a, a business that dealt with building materials. And so one of the ways that they made sales is they went to architects and they would convince the architects of the, the, you know, the, the benefits of the product. And the architects would often spec in that product into the requirements for a building. And so it didn't matter which contractor won the, won the award, these guys would get to sell the material, right? And so the buyer and seller were in their transition period. And the seller said, we don't need to visit that architecture firm because we, I, I was just there a few months ago. They're all current and up to date with what the product is. Well, two years later, the buyer went into that architecture firm 
and found out the true story, which was that the seller had not been in there just before the deal closed. In fact, the seller had given them some incorrect technical data about the product and it led to a problem on a building site. And he had a really bad relationship with that architecture firm. And he tried to hide that from the buyer. Now, <clears throat> would you say that that was a misrepresentation? I would. Would you say that it was a lie? Sure, it was a lie. Um, what is the damage? You know, how do you quantify that? How do you say I've been damaged to the tune of $10,000, right? So it doesn't matter what the lawyer's contract said with respect to the representations and warranties and everything I've told you is correct, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't really have any kinds of recourse. All that that buyer was able to do is simply say, well, he's gone and I'm here and I'm better at, you know, delivering you the technical specifications. And I'd like to turn the page and maybe we can start working together. And I'd like to show you the benefits of the product, right? Would have been better if he could have mended that bridge earlier, but he didn't know the bridge was broken. And that's the reality of these small business deals. So yes, you should totally listen to your lawyer. You should totally get these things signed, but realize that legal remedies are not necessarily going to be something that's going to be helpful when we're talking about business transactions at the scale that we're normally talking about on this channel. Anyway, uh, Alexia, thanks very much for your question. Uh, for anyone out there who's thinking about buying a business and you want to manage risk, which is like the number one thing, it's not just doing the deal, it's doing the deal and managing the risk. Um, then you should, you should go to businessbuyeradvantage.com. You should sign up for my online course and consume more of my material because I talk about this kind of stuff all the time on the channel and um, look forward to your feedback and comments. And as you can see, a comment you make might end up creating a new video that will be helpful to other people. So with that, we'll see you later. Talk to you next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.